The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So good morning again. Is this on? What about now? So um, I've been thinking about what I wanted to talk about this morning. And I think um, what's up for me is how one attends to the heart and um, how we can make that a real kind of a inquiry and investigation um, so that it's meaningful to us and something that we can um, use in our lives. So how do you attend to the heart in practice? Um, we hear a lot about kindness and compassion and um, we think we know what that is, and we do in some ways, but um, maybe not as deeply or as um, immediately as we would like. So we find ourselves getting one left curve after another by life, and then... Um, this whole idea of compassion sort of goes out the window because uh, life just uh, seems to put us into one overwhelm after another. We have worries and anxieties. We have um, issues that come up, health issues that come up. We face losses in our lives. We get older, our bodies change. We can't do what we used to do. We don't have the same influence that we had at one time or another. Um, and all of these things um, affect us according to the habits of our mind and behavior. And um, so, how do we so how do we deal with this in a way that? Uh, can can be really useful. Uh, and we hear people say, you know, just let go. Just let go of whatever your problems are and everything will be fine. But how do you let go? You know? And uh, how do you let go of the need to be in control. You know, we sit down and we meditate and we try to focus our mind on the breath or we try to focus our mind on the phrases of metta. And the mind just does what the mind does. It goes all over the place. And then we try to bring it back to the object and it spins off again and it. we do this you know, repeatedly, and then pretty soon we're really annoyed or we're really judgmental. And um, 
So the problem isn't so much that the mind has spun as that we push against it, we resist it. And uh, it seems to me when, when I look at my own life experience that it's uh, a place of, um, it's resisting being directly with what is happening that won't allow me to be kind to myself. Does this resonate for anyone? Yeah, it's a, it's a place where um, self-care and self-kindness, self-compassion is most needed. And for some reason, um, the situation, because of the stories and the emotions and thoughts that are swirling around, it keeps us in some way from allowing ourselves to be compassionate. We, we don't see what's actually happening because we roll into the story of what's happening. Um, and so a little trick that I, I've learned along the way that has been useful is if... we find ourselves in a situation where, where we are about to go over the cliff. If we have enough mindfulness to see that it's just, we're starting to get overwhelmed. It's almost like a fight or flight or freeze response. We're starting, but if we have an, enough mindfulness to see that, we can begin to tease through whether we're in thought or emotion, or we're stuck in a physical sensation, just like something is feeling like it's going to pull the carpet out from underneath us and we're dizzy. And if we can begin to look at the beliefs that support those things, sometimes we can see that there's there's a want or a need underneath that that hasn't been seen. This, we want something, and so we, these thoughts come up, and it sort of supports that. And there's a belief that's the foundational um, structure, this foundational support for that whole thing to unfold. And um, so to just to begin to see the situation for what it is for what's actually happening, how intense it can be. The seeing sometimes is an, is an act of self-compassion. I, I would never have identified that as self-compassion before, but um, I do believe that that's, this is true because Somehow there's this feeling that compassion, or this idea that compassion feels a certain way. I see that someone is suffering and my heart responds. I bear witness to the suffering and I have a desire to mitigate or alleviate that suffering, to take action in some way. So that's a classic definition of compassion. But most people, or many people, 
tend to find that giving compassion to themselves is much more difficult than it is to giving compassion to someone else. And so when we're in this state of overwhelm or about to go over the cliff, to, to give ourselves compassion is, is sometimes really difficult for people. And um, uh, how do I want to say this? The, almost the biochemical response that's happening blinds us to what's going on. So if you can simply... If, a, if, if that, that time you can simply be with the truth of that without doing anything, just bearing witness to the truth of what's there, that in itself is an act of compassion. It's an act of kindness, you see? So um, I've done a lot of work with, with people who are dying and... Um, when, when people are facing their death, uh, if they hold on and cling and fight and are frightened and are attached, they have an experience that is like that. And if they somehow find this place of acceptance that there's nothing that they can do to control it or to change it. This acceptance changes the experience. And so even if people don't have any kind of a formal spiritual practice or a meditation practice, sometimes they experience the most profound and peaceful transition that's possible. So if we look at these periods in our lives when, you know, life seems to slam us and we're really um, unsettled, if we can simply somehow find a way to accept, even if we're resisting, if we can accept that we're resisting, that acceptance changes the whole playing field. This is my experience. Um, And when we can be kind to ourselves, it changes the way that we are with other people. So if we can be kind to ourselves, uh, then it's much, much easier for us and much more natural for us to extend that kind of authentic compassion to others. So, so it doesn't really make any difference what the story is that's throwing us into this state of worry or anxiety or anger or whatever we're experiencing, but 
it's at moments like that that we can begin to consciously feel the difference between being kind to ourselves and being hard on ourselves. So if we were just talking about our meditation practices, for instance, I made a a reference a, a moment ago, the mind spins off and then we come back and the mind spins off and then we come back and then we get annoyed and then we think, oh my God, I've been meditating for years and I still can't concentrate on my breath for five breaths. You know, there's a choice there. We can see the fact the mind is wandering. So we can resist the fact that it's wandering and beat ourselves up and tell ourselves a story about what a lousy meditator we are. Or we can meet that with, without pretending that it's other than it is. So the control issue there can just be put to rest. You don't have to, you can't can't control that the mind is thinking. You know, you can train yourself to settle down so the mind doesn't think, but in the moment the mind is thinking. So if you resist that, you are going to suffer. And if you don't resist that, you'll be in a different kind of a relationship. So it doesn't necessarily mean that what you're dealing with will be that you won't feel pain, but you won't suffer in the same way that you would suffer. And that's the beauty and the value of compassion. So when I asked you earlier today to look at your attitude uh, about the way that you're practicing or your attitude about the way that you meet whatever life is bringing you, that's kind of what I was... um, thinking of. It's, uh, life gives us so many opportunities throughout the day to check in and see um, where we could be a little bit kinder to ourselves. And one good final, or one trick, and this will be the end of what I'm going to say here, is that if you notice what keeps you from those, uh, from accessing kindness, if you notice the types of things that you believe prevent you from being kind to yourself, you just begin to notice those things because there's a belief underneath those things. And once you can see that, then it can loosen up and you can, because everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to feel, you know, secure. Everyone wants to be, feel connected. And when we resist, we separate and we isolate ourselves. When we accept, we can feel the connectedness in our common humanity. So um, my wish for you all is that you <laughs> can connect and feel your common humanity in a state of compassion. Thank you.